0: Hola, hola, Chicas Políticas and Chicos Políticos. How is everyone doing? I feel like the weather has finally changed with that. It's been a lot cooler. Oh, yeah. And it feels like we are getting ready for fall. I know. It's a sweater, sweater weather? I think so. It's, this morning, it kind of feels like it a little bit. Yeah. There's a little bit of frost on my windshield uh, this morning.
1: Really? Um.
0: So, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for fall. Me too. For You're the ready. fall of... The- Patriarchy. I'm ready for <laughs> and atole and tamales. Yes, yeah. bring it on.
1: Bring yeah, it on. Um, I honestly love sweater sweater weather <laughs> <laughs> and love like hoodies and socks. You know, I just love it all. I yeah. love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I'm excited it. too. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, how's your how's everything going with you? How's life?
0: Uh, life is hectic, and I'm trying to like slow down and reevaluate. But I just I, fall actually is naturally my one of my busiest times of the year. Oh, really? Um, it's you know we have two big events for uh, the group that I have. So,
1: what's the name? What's the name? Um, Mujeres
0: Ex Young. Oh, and great news! We recently became a nonprofit. Yeah. Under the Ecologistics umbrella. So if you're listening Yay! to this. And you would like to make a donation to us, then you are more than welcome to do so. Um, and so that's been really awesome. And that is ecologistics, E-C-O-L-O-G-I-S-T-I-C-S dot org. And you can find us there on as the umbrella, under the umbrella. And yeah, so we do two big events in the fall, which is our Mexican Independence Day, which is celebration, which is going to be next Friday. And then we have our Next Friday. Cancer. Oh, my gosh. Breast
1: seven days cancer. away.
0: 10-year <gasps> anniversary, Jeez. which is really wild to think of. Um, and I think someone said it best. You never know how, how fast or just that time goes by until you see something grow yeah. that you've started.
1: Yeah. When is that event? Uh,
0: October 14th. Cool. so we still so it's it's a busy it's a busy time yeah but it's exciting to bring community in yeah um and now with the nonprofit status it's going to open a lot more doors for us yeah which is really exciting to be able to do more for the i'm
1: community. so excited for you guys yeah what's Yay. going on with you uh just work it's also been really busy um we had an event at work that was about maternal health and birth equity oh. and oh my gosh we learned so much about maternal health and birth equity for anyone that's listening wants to learn more um we can share um info through our instagram and facebook but
0: was that even that recorded
1: it was yeah okay. it was recorded um but yeah, that was extremely insightful and it was really nice to see a lot of medical providers join the event mm-hmm. and like students that are going to be doctors or nurses oh, God. learning about it early on mm-hmm. and like really knowing the data and the horrendous state that maternal health um, is in here in the U.S. We're, and that, is, that,
0: that that in reality, it is an issue.
1: It's, an, um, it's a horrible issue. It's a big issue that we don't talk about enough, even though... The U.S. is number one on maternal death rates in from all the advanced oh. worlds. Like Ukraine, Russia, Chile, Serbia are doing better than the U.S. when it comes to keeping mothers alive. So
0: question for you. Yeah. Because I missed the event. And for those of us that did not get a chance uh, to hear the event, mm-hmm. why is this happening?
1: Well, it's, it's historic. Um, we are doing really bad on maternal health. But if you look at the, and, and this I recommend to everyone because this, this is how now I'm looking at data. Things, If things are bad, you should break it down by ethnicities or by race, by by gender, by age. Income. By income and really see how bad it really is. Right. Because even even though we like maternal health death rate is already horrible. If you break it down by uh, race, you can see that Black women are dying three times as much as their white counterparts. Oh my God. Yeah. So it, it it we're doing really bad because there just has been a complete. Um, there's just no no regard for people that get pregnant. Um, you know, it's the same of why don't we have parental leave? Why don't we have a childcare cover. Why don't we have the bare ver- the bare minimum when it comes to making life? And you would think that a country mm-hmm. with a Supreme Court and oh, with yes. a Senate and a, <laughs> and a U.S. <laughs> Congress that is so pro-life, they would invest oh, in all Jesus. of this. But it's it's not right. So
0: remember the life only matters if it's a fetus, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and um and if you want to get rid of it because even when it's a fetus we also don't take care of that fetus or or that mother unless that mother wants to make a decision for whatever reason most times it's medical and economic but well
0: thank you for doing that that's tremendous yeah And and it's a very real issue and um and we have to do better, right? There's only... Yeah. Like, you can be ignorant, but at, at some point, you choose
1: to be ignorant. At some point, you, you choose. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's kind of the point. We want to make sure that we put information out there for um, the community to be aware of. And if they choose to ignore it, then that's a conscious decision. But a lot of people... Uh, it was like news to a lot of people how bad we were doing and there were some solutions presented by the amazing speakers mm-hmm. um like diversifying the workforce that's, that's one. one but also diversifying every single process that comes when when it comes to maternal health when it comes to healthcare, when it comes to all, all of it mm-hmm. um, also making sure that women know that they can access doulas but then mm-hmm. that has a cost Um, so, you know, advocating for that to be included as part of insurance plans, all plans. Um, yeah. Taking into consideration, into consideration language barriers when it comes to giving birth too.
0: I think a big one too is, um, cultural norms.
1: Yeah. Being culturally like knowledgeable,
0: culturally, um, competent. Yeah. To recognize that, you know, in the U S like one of the things, for example, is, um, when women give birth here in the U.S., they'll give them, after birth, they'll give them, or before birth, they'll give them ice to chew on. Mm. Uh, In Mexican culture, because the body gets warm, it gets hot, Yeah, we don't want to give it something cold. We actually want to give it something hot. Mm. So drinking tea afterwards, Mm. right? And so um, I think that was brought up in one of the conversations and one of the meetings that I was at is that, for example, I think like Santa Maria is bringing in more... Um, cultural awareness and also indigeneity yeah. awareness because mm-hmm. there is such a large population yeah. of mistaken people um, mm-hmm. there. So it's it's it, it's also as exciting though, Rita, mm-hmm. that we're having these conversations yeah. and that to hear that. Um, up-and-coming doctors and nurses yeah doctors and nurses are there yeah and And they were taking
1: notes so many notes and asking so many questions saying how do i find more resources how do i and they were introducing themselves as students some of them as medical providers you know people that are already out there delivering babies and yeah it was mentioned the barrier with people that speak mixteco and like how there's absolutely no no mm-hmm. provider in our county that speaks mixteco yeah. and so they have to um, do translation. And you know, how much are we supporting those organizations that are providing those translations? And yeah. then there are issues within translation, within, mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's a it's systemic again. <laughs> but yeah. it was really good to hear so many people talking about it and yeah. together learning about it.
0: Yeah, and once again, it just reinforces that when a woman does decide to want to have a child and goes through to um, the labor factor of it, it really is a miracle Mm -hmm. to have a baby born and for the baby to be healthy um, because there are so many risk factors just alone in the delivery. And then you add the systemic uh, challenges Mm -hmm. and hurdles Mm -hmm. within the birth process for women of color. It's pretty crazy
1: yeah and there was actually a documentary mentioned at the at this event called aftershock it's Mm -hmm. on hulu if anyone wants to watch it um and it it follows the journey of a black mother who um died very shortly after having Mm -hmm. a her baby and um kind of the work and advocacy that the parents have have done since and and the amount of support groups that well, the support group that was formed after this um, for other black parents who, or other parents whose um, wives had have died in similar fashion and. So yeah, it was a pretty good event. Um oh, amazing. lots I'm of have to insight. Yeah, it was really good. Um speaking of systemic issues, um housing is a huge issue here in California and I think across Everywhere, the, country, in the country but, but California is, is pretty pretty bad, especially because of the housing costs. Right. They have always been high, but now it's just impossible mm-hmm. because you can't just make up houses as the population is growing and And there are also (sighs) systemic issues around it. And, um,
0: you know, as someone who's in the market to buy a house, I've learned (laughs) a lot and I've been so, I think I'm like, um, hyperly aware Mm -hmm. of things that like, for example, we in the United States have built really massive homes. Yeah. Like what you see a plot of land with a house could literally be four homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fact that just within the growth,
1: mm-hmm. we just haven't
0: been able to keep up with the production of mm-hmm. homes, right? Mm-hmm. which allows for higher price increases. Mm-hmm. And then you get these pockets, which very much San Luis Obispo is one. San Luis Obispo County is one of those pockets where it's just, we're very close to the ocean. Mm-hmm. We have an amazing um, university, Cal Poly. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the wine industry, which brings in a lot of tourism. So it's become this very posh place to vacation. Mm-hmm. So much that it's been getting, you know, international recognition, Yeah, which is-
1: Isn't like Paso the number one region, <laughs> wine region in the world? In the now? world,
0: which is, you know, all great things. <laughs> and then, and then you also have to think of, like, well, who lives in these areas, right? And we're yeah. seeing so much of that happening, whether it's San Francisco or L.A. Communities being pushed out yeah. because of the price increase, whether yeah. that's rent, yeah, um, whether that's the price of purchasing a home, mm-hmm. or whether it's just not having enough housing.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: we go back to this whole notion of, um, we see so many homeless folks, unhoused yeah, folks. Yeah. Um, I was in LA this weekend, and I was in the Callejones to do some shopping, and um, and people were pushing us out. They're like, okay, it's 5 o'clock, we gotta go, we gotta go. I was like, why is everyone in such a rush? And it's like, well, you're in Skid Row. Like, the, the, the demographics of the shopping area is gonna change real quick in an hour, so we need to get out.
1: Oh, really? Um, and if
0: you're familiar with Skid Row not familiar, it's, um, you will see... Um, large populations of unhoused folks that are mentally ill as well. Mm. Um, we're talking about prostitution. We're talking mm. about actual families living there, actual mm. children living there. Mm. We're talking about violence. Mm. Um, one of the men that was helping us, he goes, "You want to leave? There's a lot of gang activity. There's murderers here. There's rapists here. You know, so just head on, head on out." And I keep scratching my head, Rita, and I've been focusing a lot on, I always, one of my favorite questions to ask random people and people in general is, how do we fix homelessness? Mm -hmm. Uh, And we have to, we have to talk in those terms because, you know, California, for example, I'm going to just focus on California. California has, we are the rivaling fourth economy in the world, not in the United States in the world mm-hmm. right California still has demographics where we can still grow and build mm-hmm. um, why aren't we talking about unhoused folks why yeah. aren't we talking about doing better for our veterans yeah. why aren't we talking doing better for our working class there is the working yeah. poor
1: and the problem I think is that we are talking about it but it's the same people that have that have grown with this idea of the 1950 looking neighborhood right and that's kind of My personal concern is, like, are we making sure that there is that cultural competence in those rooms? Are we thinking about what the demographic change is looking like? And to be honest, like, Latinos are growing. We are growing. And are we being considered when housing is being designed? Because. The way we see housing, I think is very different than the American-born, um, American like Europeans look at housing, right? Mm-hmm. And so we need to, um, I think, have that cultural competence in those conversations too. And also recognize that a lot of times that this is a, a long-term issue. And a lot of times we are thinking about those long-term solutions without really identifying short-term solutions.
0: Well, and this is the other thing too that is that I think I think for a while, and I'll throw some grace at it. I think in California we were in denial of the severity of the housing crisis. Yeah, the housing epidemic.
1: Yeah. What we'll is
0: that? We were in denial.
1: Mm-hmm. Now you
0: cannot ex- escape it. Yeah. Because there's just it's too everywhere. much information out there. There's just too many people. Mm-hmm. And then w- and, and it's different spectrums of unhoused. Mm-hmm. If, there, if you drive from San Diego all the way up to San Francisco mm-hmm. and in between Salinas, Paso Robles, small rural areas, mm-hmm. um, you will see campments, encampments off the 101. Mm-hmm. So you can't escape it. This is happening all over across the yeah. state. Um, that's number one. And number two is there are a significant amount of our children in our school system mm-hmm. that are unhoused. Yeah. And when yeah. we say unhoused, we're putting people, we're talking about families who um, mom and dad or single parents actually have jobs. These yeah. are people that are actually showing up to a job yeah. every single day um, working. Mm-hmm. They might be on food stamps or maybe not even on food stamps. Mm-hmm. And they are living with grandma and grandpa. Or they are renting mm-hmm. out a room mm-hmm. in an apartment. They are renting out a garage. Mm-hmm. They are renting out a living room. Mm-hmm. So we're not even talking about having an actual space to live in. Yeah. We're talking about renting a a portion of a yeah. home. Yeah. Um,
1: I just saw a mom posting on a local group saying that she's looking for a place to stay because she has five kids. Um and can't find any like can't find a place to live for two thousand dollars uh for two thousand dollars a month and the main reason is because (laughs) renting is expensive but also additionally we ask usually people ask uh three times the rent for Mm -hmm. that deposit or for you have First to make,
0: month's rent, last month's rent, plus yeah, deposit. Yeah.
1: And, you know, credit to, check. Yeah. And to a family that is, you know, going month to month, you just can't expect that. And there's people that are, you know, timing out of their time of a shelter because you can only be accepted, I guess, for a certain period of time at a shelter, too. And there's people living in their cars. There's people that are trying to, like, crowdfund to be in a hotel for a night. It's, the issue is it's really, really big, and we're going to need, I think, long-term, medium-term, and small-term solutions. And speaking of that, we saw a study from Canada, uh, a recently published study conducted by the University of British Columbia and the Charity Foundations for Social Change, found that uh, that cash transfers for people experiencing homelessness help both the individual and save the government money. Have you heard about this, Yesenia? No,
0: it's so much.
1: So in Canada, this project called the New Leaf Project gave 50 people a one-time payment of 7,500 Canadian dollars. Remember that number, $7,500. Those selected had experienced homelessness for two years or less. Over one year, the study found the recipients used the money for food, rent, clothing, and personal savings and individuals were also able to move into stable housing much faster, saving the shelter system 8,277 Canadian dollars. Meaning they are saving the money, they're saving the system money by giving them less money because cash transfers are that important. Uh, A lot of people that doubted this project said that uh, these unhoused people would probably use them for drugs and alcohol which I think it's something that we hear a lot that if you give people money they're just gonna oh they're just gonna drink it away but in fact the studies across Africa Asia and Latin America have shown that cash transfers decrease or do not affect relative spending on drugs and alcohol this is not a study in like a small town this these are studies across Africa Asia Latin America so are we considering cash transfers here in the US? Are we considering cash transfers in California? Because obviously these type of studies are showing that those help a lot. And what this study also learned is that um, large one-time payments are more impactful for long-term planning rather than multiple smaller payments. So we saw when the pandemic hit, we had the a stimulus package come out and give everyone $500 worth I would consider that a small amount of money um, so I'm thinking that if we were to help the housing issue here, providing like a five thousand, ten thousand dollar,
0: which I think we could do actually, uh, for sure. Like, like, like you mentioned, you so we're, were the
1: world, like <laughs> f- what do you say, like forest, fourth largest forest...
0: economy in the world? Yeah, in the world, yeah, world,
1: yeah. So like cash transfers, and this is something that no one is talking. Like I haven't been to a housing issue, a housing meeting, or anywhere
0: or actually. Barbara Lee who's running for Sonnet. And we'll get there. About we'll this, get there. We'll, we'll talk yeah, about we'll the get there. <laughs> um
1: but I haven't been to one of these like, you know, like super expert housing meetings where they talk about now let's actually give money to those on house. Because guess what? People are able to get themselves out of the situation if you provide them direct aid. That's why it's called direct aid. Not yeah. ten years from now. Like programs and services are important, but this study specifically saying mm-hmm. they are important, but also cash transfers are really impactful.
0: And I think it's it's also to touch on the stigma that we put on people that are unhoused or facing yeah. challenges that, you know, we often, I often hear people say, well, I don't want to give an unhoused person um, money because they're going to spend it on cigarettes or spend yeah. it on alcohol yeah. and all of these things. And clearly, based on the study, mm-hmm. we're seeing something really fascinating, mm-hmm. something that is actually positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, and, and I've and I've um, dabbled in this too, Rita, to to think. You know, it's not really my business to yeah. to, to decide how someone should should yeah. spend their money. Yeah, and, and I remember talking to someone. Um, and they told me, they said, you know, they had talked to a homeless person and had given them money and just said, um, I don't know how the conversation went, like how it started, but it was something like, you know, that the unhoused person let them know. And they said, do you know how hard it is to be living out on the streets? Yeah. That you you got to knock knock yourself yourself. out. Yeah.
1: yeah. And
0: it's cold and it's raining. Yeah. Like. Shit, I would be drinking too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like come on. so, but it's it's, it's yeah. Really we have to. I think it's also the compassionate aspect, and especially yeah. We, that what I don't understand is like we have veterans. Yeah, like for example, in Paso Robles, we have r- r- veterans down yeah. in the riverbed. Yeah. We actually, and this is the other thing about um, unhoused folks too. Especially when you're talking about your communities, mm-hmm. there's people that I went to high school with down oh in the my. riverbed that oh I actually, that are actually native to the Paso Robles natives oh to our community. Oh so I think I think doing something like this is something powerful mm-hmm. like that, and we need to not only just talk about unhousing unhoused issues, but actually really put our money where our mouth is to actually find creative ways Mm -hmm. to say,
1: okay,
0: we're going to try this because look at what, what happened in Canada. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But at exactly. least we can check that one off to be like, we tried it and it exactly. didn't work. Exactly. Let's try something else. Let's exactly. modify it. Exactly. We, we figured out that this works, this doesn't work.
1: Exactly. And I think that's, that's the problem is finding those creative ways and really having the political will, which I think is going to take us into our Senate race conversation. But having the political will to really push for those um, policies and programs that Are actually gonna make a difference because I know we've been talking about basic income um, basic government income for a while but or universal income but we haven't really seen anything come to fruition and this specific uh, study also highlights how um, studies from multiple countries uh, that have that basic income in place in have shown that it increases health and happiness and decreases crime in society so yeah
0: and, and that's and that's the other thing too because we're seeing so much crime especially like in san francisco mm-hmm. and that it's completely like changing their demographics of of their city mm-hmm. but we have to ask ourselves why there's there's probably people in the world with that that are just that could be bad people right yeah. and then there's people that if you understand their story and even even quote unquote these bad people too same deal. There are motives why people do what they do. Yeah, it doesn't just happen. Yeah. So imagine being a kid, and we don't know this, but one hundred percent. For example, imagine being a kid and knowing that you're you're you have a single parent household. Mm-hmm. Maybe your parent is sick yeah and they don't have money yeah they're gonna steal yeah I in Santa Maria I've literally have seen a woman steal diapers Mm -hmm. read that literally steal Mm -hmm. diapers running Mm -hmm. and seeing the security person chasing her down the parking lot and I'm thinking gosh I wish she would have just asked I would have gladly purchased Mm -hmm. the diapers but once again there's a lot of desperation mm-hmm. we're talking diapers yeah Rita. yeah uh, and diapers are not cheap
1: yeah and you need know. a lot of diapers for a baby. so
0: to me i just feel like we need to do better um and we can do better i think that's my biggest frustration with california yeah. is there is the money to do better yeah so let's let's do it
1: yeah and
0: so dear, dear governor newsom if you're listening to this or yeah. we have a listener that has connections to oh, we're city. gonna send this. It's, it it needs to be. <laughs> we need action now. Yeah. Because this is not going away. It's only yeah. gonna get worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it does. It does affect the safety of our communities. Yeah, yeah. And also the mental aspect of it. Yeah. Because, for example, we're seeing this a lot in North County of San Luis Obispo. We literally have families in trailers, Rita. That a trailer, not not very big. Uh, we had a fire a year ago, oh, and gosh, yeah. um, on Fourth of July, there were 15 people living in a trailer. I went to go visit somebody else in the community. There was nine people living in a trailer. That is not mentally healthy yeah. for our children, mm-hmm. for our adults, mm-hmm. and then we wonder why mm-hmm. we have so much violence in our community.
1: And this is this is like people being. I don't want to say resourceful because there are no resources, but trying their ultimate best to Mm -hmm. stay out of the streets, Mm -hmm. right? Because they have Mm -hmm. jobs and Mm -hmm. and they're trying their best to not fall off through those cracks. So it's, and and this happens to them. It just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. What makes me mad is that we see states like fucking Texas, Like in Florida, all these red states with their governors being so bold in their hate and their fascism and their discrimination and their racism, pushing for the most outrageous policies, Mm -hmm. building walls, building killer buoys, like taking books away. All these states are like pretty much trying to, like, sending bounty hunters for women that are trying to, you know, take care of themselves. And we, in California, trying to be, like, the opposite of, of those right. states, we can push for policies that are the opposite. We're just too shy about it. Yeah. So we need to really put our money where our mouth is. Literally. And I think,
0: and that's why, Governor Newsom, you're listening to this, I feel that California can lead the way. Yeah. We can be the prime example What's the of excuse? What, what the country can be like. Yeah. Right? We there is no excuse at this point. There right? is no excuse. We we can reference research, we can reference case studies of success in other places. I mean, look at Denmark, look at other places, right? Mm-hmm. We 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 need to do better for our people because that is one of my biggest concerns with that, especially for um Paso Robles. Mhm. Friends that I grew up with, they want to buy a house and they just don't think it's a reality for them.
1: Yeah, and we have a full generation that mm-hmm. doesn't think that owning a house is going to be in the cards for them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's heartbreaking. So, dear, Gavin and dear Governor Newsom, um, we want action.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we were mentioning the Senate race. We only have a couple more minutes. Mm-hmm. But we do want to mention... Um, there's a senate race coming and the, there are three candidates two of them have actually stopped by our county and we have met isenia met barbara lee at a um, event and i met adam schiff mm-hmm. uh, katie porter has not come to the county yet um but if you are not aware the california um, democratic party hosts a convention I believe it's going to be November this year, uh, don't quote me on that, and it's the endorsement, pre-endorsement convention. And what they do is that they endorse a candidate uh, for Senate and most, most times the candidate they endorse wins the race because they have the backing of a state party. I don't want to say always, but most of the time. Yeah. And so right now, uh, getting support for those candidates, again, early support matters so much at every single race, from school board to Senate, U.S. Senate. Um, and so, yeah, we have three candidates. How are you looking the race, um, Yesenia?
0: Well, it was really interesting. And this was not uh, intentional. I just, It just happened to be that way. But tying it all together is I got to meet Barbara Lee. Uh, Congresswoman Barbara Lee, mm-hmm. and um, interesting story. So she was a child of a um, of a possible um, birth. What you were talking about, Rita? Her mother was actually the prime example of what you just talked about with giving birth. Yes, her mother almost lost her life because she was not being given medical care because she was a black woman, mm-hmm. and so Barbara Lee, the baby almost died because of that
1: so yeah because people think people think that these issues have been like no, oh no. we're yeah. way back no yeah. no no barbara lee yeah. what is she like 77 77 yeah so she's been alive for times mm-hmm. where there were no civil rights yeah, for black yeah. people there were no uh women couldn't open a bank account mm-hmm. on by themselves mm-hmm. like and they her and mom black, right? and being yeah and being it's, black on top of that And so
0: she, it was really, it was really, I felt really inspired and empowered by Beverly because that's how she started her story. And she goes, I was born being a fighter. Mm. And I think that has a lot to say, especially it resonates a lot as for myself being a woman of color. Mm -hmm. Um, She has a long history of working with the NAACP. Mm -hmm. She was the first black cheerleader in her high school because Mm -hmm. they didn't allow black black uh, cheerleaders Mm -hmm. and so not only when she became and worked with the NAACP to make that happen she also opened the doors for other Latinas Mm -hmm. and so there's also Latinas part of that and so I think for me uh, Rita I right now my vote is for Barbara Lee I'm really excited about her she did share about policy and she's working on a bill Mm -hmm. um, to actually help with the housing crisis to help provide a deposit Mm -hmm. that way it removes a hurdle for some of the folks um, so I really like Barbara Lee, I See, think for me, I love that. um you know, it's really interesting. Um, Adam Schiff, who's also running. Mm-hmm. You know, he's running on this whole campaign of let me
1: pull it up. He's also a a um House of Representatives. He's a congressman just like Barbara Lee and just like Katie Porter. So we yes. have three Congress people running right. for that Senate and, seat.
0: And Adam Schiff is comes from like a pedigree of being an attorney, you know, yeah. all this like impressive stuff. He's running on rights matter, truth matters, democracy matters. Yes, absolutely right. And you know what else matters? Black lives matter. And so right now, the hot trend since 2020, since George Floyd, it feels like, has been diversity, inclusion, and equity, right? Mm -hmm. So how much, when we talk about voting, how much are we really thinking about diversity, inclusion, and Mm -hmm. diversity? Because Mm -hmm. it was really quite interesting. We've only had two Black women senators. My goodness. Only two in the history. Yeah. So, and I will share this story because I feel it's appropriate.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, and the last one was... Kamala Harris, yes, right? Yes, and And we only had one black woman in the Senate when Kamala was there. And then mm-hmm. she went to be vice president and then we had yeah. none.
0: Right. So it's one thing when we talk about politics, it's one thing to talk about male representation and female representation. We already don't have, um, just by just by female and male or women and men, the rep representation. Okay, we've only had two black women um, serve as senators. We've only had three Asian women serve as senators, and we've only had one Latina one. serve as senators. So, yes. The, the, yes. The, yes. so yes. the thing yes. where yes. I'm getting yes. at is, do we really need another white male to serve? <laughs> I don't think so. And especially for all of you <laughs> listening to this, that oh, Black Lives Matter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like how much do Black Lives Matter? Because here's a woman who has dedicated her life to social yeah, justice? Yeah, She has the resume, that Yeah. She we're has... not
1: just saying any black life, black person should go to this and Senate just no, because no. they're black. No, we're saying they're all qualified. They're all qualified. They're all an qualified. Place to yeah, be, right? yeah. We're like, yeah. Uh, this is this is an amazing. But this time is just more than just
0: a race. This yeah. is about diversity, inclusion, and mm-hmm. equity. Here's mm-hmm. a woman. Who can speak on lived experience? Mm-hmm. You know, she started off her career as a social worker. Mm-hmm. She gets it. Interesting thing for you guys listening to this and that live in San Luis Obispo County Barbara Lee's connection to us is that she used to drive to the men's colony mm-hmm. um, and do her service there. Mm-hmm. So she understands a lot of things. Um, and so to me, I think Adam Schiff, you're great. You're amazing. Thank They're amazing. So yeah. And, and it's not throwing shade
1: because I actually joined their, joined Adam Schiff's event. Um, and he was just a sweet person, yeah. humble, open. Yeah. They didn't get any bad vibe like I do with mm-hmm. some, some candidates, <laughs> um, but yeah like that lived experience right
0: yeah and it's you know that's alarming when i when i hear and see these numbers of just it's one thing to have men representing us then we talk about women representing us Mm -hmm. and then we talk about women of color Mm -hmm. representing us and it was quite interesting barbara lee did get candid and she did share as she was asking for endorsements that um there were some people that were very vocal to her that said you know adam Schiff just looks like a senator and She approached, her response was beautiful. She goes, yeah, you're right. He does look like a senator because that's all we've ever known is to have white men be our senators. Yeah. And we've only had two black women be our senators. Yeah. So, yeah, you are right. I'm not, I'm not supposed to be a senator. Yeah. I don't look senator material. Yeah. So, you're absolutely right on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, she has my vote. Um with that i'm i'm all for diversity inclusion yeah i know that when we open the doors for our black brothers and sisters um latinos make a way uh, as well it's a win for us yeah and i think we need more diversity
1: we do we do need more diversity and we have to um be allies too because like with black maternal death rates Mm -hmm. like let's be specific we do want to support people of color and we do want diversity but we also know that there is in uh, there are disparities that affect black women more than than anybody else and there are latino black women too that mm-hmm. suffer yeah so um let's let's support um let's support senate candidates following our values so yeah we're gonna have to wrap this up cause i have to i have to run but um yeah, anything else you any other than... No, it's exciting sports. time.
0: Please yeah. do your, um, your due diligence on the Senate race.
1: Yeah, support with money if you can, like $5, 10 $20 make a huge difference for those campaigns right now because, like I mentioned, they're trying to get as much support as possible to get to that pre-endorsement conference to get the California Democratic Party support. So if you are part of the california democratic party and you're listening to this and you get to vote uh in that pre-endorsement conference i don't know if I were you, I would be voting for Barbara Lee.
0: Yeah, and also, if you want to know about more about Barbara Lee, there is a documentary about her, Barbara Lee Speaking truth to Power, and you can find that on Amazon.
1: Oh, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Okay, well, we'll wrap it up there. We talked about Black maternal health or the maternal health crisis. We talked about housing, homelessness, Uh, Universal Income Damn, look at this Look at us us. And you heard them from two cute Latinas So (laughs) (laughs) Have a nice weekend, bye